listening to a special bonus episode that was executive produced by Ben Nimi. Thank you, Ben, for sponsoring this episode, which we could also call an extra sode or just an executive produced episode or bonus episode. Expro sode. Expro sode. Thank you, Ben Nimi. I said that. That was me. Thank you. I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ben. Totes Recall. Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember very well, maybe because we have never seen it. Um, <laughs> and then we stop recording. We eat pizzas and salads and watch said movie and then return. Now we definitely have seen it. And we talk about it again with new knowledge based on the viewing and our own lives and anything. My name is Dan. Wow. This is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie, this very special extra episode, is Rope. Rope. Ooh. A movie directed by Alfred Hitchcock. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my only fact. Okay. <laughs> Starring, I think, Jimmy Stewart. Sounds correct. That's my only fact. Great. I've never seen this movie. I've also never seen this movie. <laughs> Nor have I. Oh and no! Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Beth, have you Beth, have you seen this? I have, but I cannot remember what happened. Three one. <laughs> it's it's fine. Oh no! No, this I, is another. totally fine. Like half of the episodes we've done where it's been a three to one, it's like Molly's seen it, and then it turns out she <laughs> hasn't seen it. So yeah. <laughs> I true. think this movie came out in. 64, 1964. 1960. Uh, I'll say 62. 5, 65. Wow. I'll go 59. Ooh, spicy. I'll say 58. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. Mm. Let's spread. And it's got Jimmy Stewart and a rope. <laughs> You're now, sure about that? You're sure about that? <laughs> this is I, it's my bet. We got to do something in this first half. Um, he probably is. Is someone gonna hang from a rope? Ooh. Or is the rope good or bad? I bet the rope is bad. The rope is the <laughs> villain of this tale. <laughs> I mean, the rope. Jimmy is, Stewart versus the rope. The rope is, I assume, neutral in this situation. It's the wielder of the rope. Okay. Right. The roper, or is it just uh, enough rope to hang yourself with? Ah. Maybe it's about someone who uh, isn't meeting their deadlines um, <laughs> because they uh, think they have plenty of time, but they don't. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So here's, you're here's what I think we should do. I okay. think we all, uh, ending with Beth, should give a um. 60 second summary based on whatever we know about this movie, having Great. never seen it or seen it, but don't remember. Great. I love it. Um, it's my segment, so I will volunteer to go first. Are you ready? You're each doing 60 seconds? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sequentially. Great. Ready? Got it. Wait, who's going yeah. after you? 
Um, oh, are we just going to roll with it? Yeah. I yeah, love we it. Are. Um, Molly will go next, then Dan, then Beth. Great. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yep. Okay, go. Okay, we open on uh, a cactus. And we see Jimmy Stewart uh, riding a horse out there. Oh. Ba-bom, ba-bom, ba-bom. But it's still the 60s. And uh, so there's a lot of oil wells, uh, I think, happening behind him. And he and he's, oh, we know he's a cowboy and an oil man. And then cut to the business office. And he sees someone out a window up to no good. And he's like, what's going on out there? So he gets seconds. his rope. Oh, shit. <laughs> um... <laughs> He gets his rope and he tries to rope him, but he misses. And then it becomes a cat and mouse game between uh, Jimmy Stewart, his rope, and uh, we'll say it's a, a lady outside that he's trying to rope. Uh-huh. And then in the end, oh, in the end, he ropes the lady, but the lady is Ten, him, nine, is the big reveal. Oh. <laughs> seven. Six, oh, and five, uh, Alfred Hitchcock four, is the horse. Three, two, one. <laughs> Molly. Credits. We open on an office building. It's in a city. Mm. And there's lots of city stuff to tell you it's a city. And we have a hapless employee who's uh, wanting to do a good job but has obstacles. And you could see a calendar behind him. And there's like a big circle around a particular date. And you can see that that date is approaching. And he just looks more and more stressed out because... He isn't going to meet his deadline. 30 seconds. And then at one point, someone in the movie says, you've got to believe me. And at another point in the movie, (laughs) Alfred Hitchcock makes a cameo. And at another point in the movie, there's danger and life and death situations. Uh And there's like shadow play on the wall and some very cool angles. Of Five, filmography four, or cinema three, photography, two, if you know one. what you're talking about. Stop. Okay, bye. Me. Okay, we open on a fancy house. Jimmy Stewart is wearing a tux. Uh, he's a rich man for reasons that are unclear and never discussed. Um, he is maybe uh, has a weird relationship with a woman who is dressed also very well and also has like very is lit very starkly to show drama and also because Hitchcock likes to show off ladies 30 seconds me um somebody gets murdered with a rope and that person who gets murdered is not the lady it's somebody else and they're like (laughs) where did this person this dead person come from in our house oh no uh and then at some point uh, five seconds. Uh, the constable Four. shows up, and the constable's Three. like, "Where's two rope man?" One. And Zero. he goes to jail. Beth. <laughs> okay, we open on an apartment. Ooh. There is going to be a dinner party, I believe, and so people are gonna come over. They're getting ready for the party. Then somebody. Uh, keep in mind, I'm the only person who's actually seen it, and these are based You're off of real things. Time. You're wasting time. Okay, so uh, I. Th- think someone is murdered with a rope mm. but the oh. rope somebody comes into the apartment and hides the rope in the apartment and then all oh. these people come over 30 seconds and there's like everything is done in one shot and in Whoa. one location so it oh. all takes place in this apartment the magic of film it's the magic of film there are technically cuts that where like things are zoomed on in on someone's back or something like that but otherwise it i believe is based off of a play 
Uh, Jimmy Stewart seconds. probably solves the murder at the end. I don't three. really remember anything else that Five, happens. Four. And three, there's like another friend. Two, They're friends, college friends. One. Time. Wow. We did it. Wow. We did Ooh, it. I do not remember. All, mine is probably the most off, honestly. <laughs> that can't be I right. mean, I don't know. Uh, mine sounded pretty terrible. Um, I'm very it's confident okay. Don't mine. Don't try to talk me out of it. Um, what? Turns out it was a Western the whole time. Yeah. I forgot about that <laughs> element. I feel like we should explain to our listeners that typically what happens is we pick a movie that we have seen. But in this case... I said, you're going to blame the executive producer on our family. No, I'm just saying the executive producer has picked the movie that they want, and um, it just happens to be a movie that we haven't seen. So if this is the first episode you've ever listened to Toad's Recall, just know that it's really special and different. It is special and different. And I will tell you that the only reason that I've seen Rope is a friend of mine went to college in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and she took some improv classes and at the time oh, no. I had never done improv and I thought it was super cool. And uh, so she met this other a friend Alfred in Hitchcock? Chicago who, yes, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> he uh, also went to the same school and he was like, um, this is really, uh, improv is cool. I'm good at improv and I might try out for SNL. That's how good I am. Mm-hmm. So, Cut to summertime. My friend comes home for summer break. (laughs) And um, this friend comes to visit. And actually, she is like, oh, what? she was talking to me. She's like, what kind of things do you like? And I was like, oh, I like movies. I'm watching AFI's 100 Greatest Films. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) And she she was like, oh, what's your favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie? And I was like, uh, I I know movies, and then she was like, "Mine is Rope," and so I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch this movie because she's so cool." And her <laughs> yep. favorite one is Rope. Uh huh. Um, so that's why Did I've seen Rope. Great Get on SNL. Did they make it? No. Yeah. Oh, their name was, was really Maya Rudolph. No. <laughs> <laughs> I my association that's none. Well, I guess it. Okay, my association with Alfred Hitchcock. Um, is that my sister was really into film and she liked Alfred Hitchcock. And that came in handy when she was applying for a job at the video store down the street from us, which was not Gary's, um, which was what Dan's video store was. Ours was Movies Worth Seeing. Movies for Seeing? Movies Worth Seeing. Oh, Worth Seeing. That's not as good. Yeah, our family had like membership number 89 or something. We were pretty early there. And I think they also had brown VHS. Oh, wow. Maybe that was a cheap Um, case cover. Yeah. And uh, anyway, my sister applied for a job there, and they asked her what her favorite director was. And she either said Spike Lee or Alfred Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. And they were impressed because they had only heard the other person for everybody else they had asked. But you know what? She still didn't get the job. So Mm. I don't know what that means. Wow. She should have gone to Gary's. Yep. Right? Should have gone to Gary's. <laughs> That's the slogan, that was right? Their t- that was their tagline, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the cur- you only like Alfred Hitchcock? Should have gone to Gary's. Like we every got commercial. Hitchcock. We got Spike Lee. Yeah. We got them both. Both <laughs> of the directors you like. Both. That, except for that other one. We don't got that one. <laughs> Please, you got to help me. This cool friend of a friend from Chicago is told me to watch this movie, and I want to watch it to impress them. Do you have it? 
No. Oh, I'm who's sorry. it directed by? We got Kitchcock. We got Spike Lee. That's what we got in Gary's video. <laughs> That's it. That's the list. That's and the Bonnie list. Python's quest for the Holy Grail. Alfred Hitchcock, Spike Lee, and one absurdist British comedy. That's all the film you need to know to be a real cinephile. Yeah. That's, That's Gary's all women view. allowed at Gary's no. video. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Oh, that's rough. They've been closed for like 20 years. It's well, fine. probably because they wouldn't uh, put women in their stores. <laughs> yeah, Mary's video put them out of business. <laughs> Mary's ah. video. The future of video rental is female. Yes. <laughs> that's the As future of video Mary's, rental. We have all the directors, including women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take that, uh, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to shop at Mary's. That sounds fun. It does sound we fun. We got Gerwig. We got what? the other one. <laughs> no, if they've been closed for 20 years, they wouldn't have Gerwig. Well, Mary's did. The bit was that Mary's didn't close. Oh, right. Yeah, Mary's is still future. around. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, fine. It's like Penny Marshall. Sure, we got her. They got oh, no. Marshall and Gerwig. That's, yep, it? that's it. Oh, no. Yep, we have both, Marshall both we directors. Have Gerwig. That's it. <laughs> You can watch fun old romantic comedies or like three movies yeah. from the last five years. Those so are your no choices. So no Sofia Coppola? Sure. Nope. Oh, no. Sorry. Mary <laughs> said no. I'm Mary. Okay, oh, well, and who directed The Hurt Locker? Catherine. Bigelow. Point Breaks, yes. Catherine Bigelow. Point Breaks, yeah. Catherine Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd read, I'd read uh, Point Break from Mary's video for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. It's the number one seller. Yeah. Seller? Okay. Yeah, you sell it and then they sell it back. That's how Mary's That's, video works. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's Be like kind, a rewind, rental. sell it back. <laughs> Put a deposit down. I'm shocked that okay, they, the they're, wrote, they're the ones that stayed in business. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy Stewart, anybody else? I don't know. I honestly. Jimmy Stewart's probably in it, we but st- oh, I don't yeah. remember don't him being in it. But he probably is. Oh, it, Hitchcock what, had to have some. What, what am I going to do with all this rope? I, I can't <laughs> even. I can't even oh, get up. Oh, the cattle get away. <laughs> I got. I got lasso him in. I, I, I invested all my wealth into rope. What was I thinking? I'm going to have to sell this giant mansion and this tuxedo that I wear all the time. <laughs> I'm also wondering, like, okay, I was thinking about the Bechdel-Wallace test. Yes. Oh, yeah, we should bet on that. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I don't no. even know if there's a woman in it. I guess there's a dinner party, so maybe there are. There's got to be at least one dinner sexy broad for the, for, the, <laughs> <laughs> for the dudes out there. Alfred Hitchcock was like, yeah, let's get a sexy broad in this one-shot rope movie. This but is I how I sound. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> and women aren't in plays? I yeah. Agree. Well... And if they are, they're played by men. Shakespeare exactly. tells that. He did. Yep. Wait, this um, was in this is takes place in Shakespeare times? <laughs> no, Shakespeare wrote the play. Shakespeare what wrote, wrote? For dinner. <laughs> yeah. He wrote it. No, come on. No. Let's leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> so our running theory is that William Shakespeare wrote a play that inspired Alfred Hitchcock to make this movie. Yeah. And that play was Ye old rope. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rope rope a do about nothing. Oh, <laughs> rope a do. Roper's dream. Rope a do about nothing. And Juliet. That's Ooh. the one. Ropeo and King Rope. Julie not. Ooh. 
Any knots Ooh. in this rope? I think you could have just said, I think you had it with the first name change. Yeah. You didn't have to do the a different I mean, Ropio is pretty good. Ropio is good. Ropeo, I would have given you Ropeo. points for that. Okay. But Julie Knot, yeah. no. Julie Knot, no. no good. Not good. <laughs> yeah, not Julie Knot really brings it home. I still like a uh, <laughs> uh, Midsummer Night's Rope. Uh, King Rope. King Rope. Twelfth Rope. Twelfth Rope. <laughs> the Rope. The Tempest Either with Rope. Either Servant nor Rope. <laughs> the Rope. <laughs> <laughs> the winter uh, whatever so winter rope whatever it's that one is it's more obscure i'm an english major no big deal <laughs> wow breaky uh, wow. well i am excited to watch this movie okay and i think molly's bet i'm going to be embarrassed mm. that i haven't seen it or that i actually have and i forgot that i have it. wow <laughs> yeah it'd be kind of a reverse one yeah, it's really not would. Often it would that be you've refreshing seen a movie that you didn't think that you had already seen. Yeah, it'd yeah, be wild. It will be. I feel like when um I think this movie was probably mentioned by a film producer teacher who was talking about a great way to save money is to do long shots. Sure. <laughs> Impress your friends and save some cash. Am I correct? Of this fun fact that I don't know if is a fact that the reason that they have those specific moments where they like cover the whole screen is because they literally had to change the reels oh yeah i believe that is a like fun they, the fact physical limitation true. of it is why yeah. they had to have some yeah. cuts I think yeah so. yeah i think it's my understanding as well because then because then they were able to actually do one shot i think with like i don't know if this is the first one or just the first one i was aware of that bruce willis and most deaf movie i'm sorry like what nine and a half blocks or something like that Okay. Oh, 16 and a half blocks. I 16 thought. and a half blocks? Some number. Oh, of blocks. you know what? Never mind. You are a lot of blocks. both surprisingly confident about whatever random number you chose for the number okay. of blocks. But I have a story about that one. You don't even know which, <laughs> how many blocks there are. <laughs> it's true. I don't. But I got to hear the editor of that movie speak. Okay. If memory serves. If not, please don't sue me. Um, but basically said that. He felt like he did some of his best editing on that film mm-hmm. because Bruce Willis had a habit of narrating everything he did. Oh yeah, you've told us. So this he'd be like, multiple times "I have on the show." Yeah, are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Speaking of good editing, episode. Oh, got it. <laughs> well, anyway, it comes full circle. Yeah. We're referencing sixteen and a half blocks. Or if it's one many. shot, now I'm going to sound like a real dumb dumb. <laughs> What's to edit if it's one shot? Beyond the, the the top and the bottom, like you can't take anything out the middle, or else it's not one shot anymore. I mean, cut to a tree. <laughs> but then that's good. Cut shots. to yeah. a tree. <laughs> shots don't count if it's just a tree. <laughs> if there's a that's tree in the middle of this shot, it's not even a shot. Yeah. That's what the Academy says. <laughs> mm, that's what happened to the last picture show they were doing a wonderful single shot of a really emotional moment and then a tree mm. fell down and no um was it richard dreyfus i don't remember some now famous actor was playing the the younger kid in the last picture show y'all saw it it's on the afi list oh. we did we've all seen it um Can you see anyway it? very famous actor yeah it's like 99 or something on your slow oh, snack quest to get through that's, it. Oh, sorry. I was thinking... That one has yeah, the dude. The dude. Now I remember. Yeah. I was thinking... He's the main I, dude. 
I think I was thinking that's embarrassing of a different movie, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, thank you. Keep on keeping on, buddy. At any rate, get help. He forgets. Goes out to Jeff Bridges. Be well. Yeah. Um, They had the most beautiful scene, and the cloud cover was exactly right. Uh It was outdoors, but the younger actor forgot his line. Just could not remember oh, it. No. And so he had to say line and they gave him a line and they picked it up. But in the middle of this, you know, you wouldn't notice it except to hear about it later. But in the middle of this gorgeous emotional scene with perfect lighting, when normally you wouldn't cut away, all of a sudden it cuts to a tree. <laughs> and then it cuts <laughs> back. Yeah. Amazing. They just have to like cut to something. And I guess yeah. it's like the cat. Get that cat shot. Yeah. So you're telling me mm-hmm. that. This is like a secret of film. Like if I ever notice a cut to a tree oh, in yeah. a film, that means that somebody mm-hmm. forgot their line. Or a cat. That's code. Or that they just don't have what's coverage. Yeah, what's the cat oh, mean? Cat probably means they have to go to the bathroom like... and they point at their dick like that kid in Back to <laughs> the Future 3. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, like that's, they should have cut to a cat, but they couldn't because the cat was scared of that big train. So they had no cats around. So they had to leave it in. <laughs> I've never seen Dan Jaquet laugh that hard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, true cinephiles will know that in <laughs> the future three, when Doc Brown, spoilers, comes back to the future on his time train, he's got children now. <laughs> and one of those children is... <laughs> One of those children, uh, I think, has to go to the bathroom or something because there's like this very like prominent gesture that you can't unsee once you see it, where he's sort of like gesturing towards his genitals, uh, and it's great. I never noticed it until the internet pointed it out to me. Wow, we destroyed, me. we've destroyed Dan. We broke him. Just talking about an image oh, has broken him. <laughs> Uh, I'm very tired right now. Uh, wow, yeah, wow, just wow, remembering wow. that little kid. <laughs> 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 uh, Is that what it was? Was it not gesturing? He was just straight up like grabbing oh. it? Well, I'm going to have to go watch. The yeah, we'll, we'll have to check down. it out. We'll have to watch it. Uh, it's fully weep crying. It's on YouTube, so check it out. Tweet at us. <laughs> gesture or grab yeah yeah it's got a p and he just like he like mouths the words to like the director or whatever he's like I have to or like his or his uh adult advocate off screen yeah. or something uh. <laughs> oh wow anyway i wasn't expecting well. it i thought that was just like a fun throwaway line i didn't think that was gonna uh, huh. yeah. molly how should we rate this movie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That really destroyed Ooh. me. <laughs> sure did. I think we have to rate this in terms of uh, ropeos. What's a ropeo? <laughs> um, it's Romeo made of rope. Ooh. <laughs> like. Oh, like kind of like um, a forky. What? But rope. Oh, yeah. I, I like that better. Sporky? Yeah. What? Forky. Yeah. Sporky. What? From, From the, Toy, Story. Uh, Toy Story 4. Oh, isn't Forky. that but isn't Toy that multiple item, items? I'm just kind of imagining materials? he's got like uh, pipe cleaner arms and legs, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. arms, so it's like it's kind of a ropey rope situation. feel. Yeah. So what's the rest of Romeo made out of? 
No, Ropio is all made of rope. Yeah. His okay. arms are also rope. Yeah, little yeah, arms are rope. Like you peel away the from Sporky's arms into the rest of the mm-hmm. body, but it's rope. Yeah. So it's okay. It here's where I'm, but here's where I'm in the and weeds on this. And he's wearing though. a very cute Shakespearean cap. Nice. Okay, mm-hmm. so is Ropio like is his main torso just like one strand of rope, or is it like coiled rope tightly bound into the shape of a man? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, it's like if you took one piece of rope and then strategically peeled some of the pieces off of it to form arms and legs oh. and a head. So it's a frayed rope. Oh. Oh, I yeah, a, it's a frayed rope. I have a frayed really good joke that that reminded Do me you? of. <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you really should have saved that till after uh, we told it, Molly. Oh, cut this out. Cut that out, Beth. Yeah, Beth, cut that out and then what, cut what? it back in after Dan says his dumb joke. What's no, your funny I mean, joke, Dan? All right. I mean, Molly already said the punchline, but there's a rope. Uh, there's a rope who's in in the mood. In Wait, the mood really? Drink. So he goes to um, goes to a bar and says, "Hey, I'd like a beer." And the bartender says, I'm "What does sorry, the rope sound serve. like?" Though is that what the rope sounds like? Oh, uh, hey, 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 I'd like a beer. <laughs> and the bartender says, uh, "Sorry, we don't serve ropes here." And the rope. Dejected, leaves, goes to the second bar, walks in. Oh, hey, uh, excuse me, I'd like a beer. And the bartender goes, Oh, sure, sure, sure. Hey, wait a minute, are you a rope? And the rope is an honest rope, so it says, uh, I am. I can't tell a lie, not yet, anyway. And the bartender says, Well, get out of here. We don't serve ropes here. And then, uh, so I really want this beer. The rope, kind of, you know. Messes Rope's up his a, hair. He's got a problem. Yeah, <laughs> he really needs it. Messes up his hair, kind of, you know, jumbles up his uh, jumbles up his feet a bunch. Tries to disguise himself. So he has feet and hair? This rope has yeah. feet and hair? Yes. It's an <laughs> anthropomorphic right. rope. This, like, regular child's joke right. is turning Ropeo. into a tight five. <laughs> Goes into the third bar, because yep. the rule of threes, and um, <laughs> says, uh, excuse me. I'd like a beer. And the bartender says, sure, sure, sure. Wait a minute. Are you a rope? The rope says, afraid not. Because his top is frayed Uh. and his bottom's in a knot. It's better when you can gesture more fully Mm -hmm. and Molly hasn't already said the punchline before the joke started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was great. That was like... uh, I will say, I've never heard that joke told in such a long format. Oh, I've never heard it at all. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, Ropio, so Ropio. That's our rating scale. Right, of course. So, Ropio is afraid not. Yeah. With a cute little cap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. He's got a cap. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare cap, as Molly described yes. it. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Dan, you go first, as we all know. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um,. I feel like, I mean, I've seen some Hitchcocks. I enjoy the Hitch. My wife really likes Hitchcock, and that's probably why I've seen more. I've seen most of them because of her. No big deal. I have a wife. I forgot to do that <laughs> bit. Um, I, she said that she has seen this one, and I can't remember. She wasn't confident if she like actually enjoyed it or was more just like, oh, yeah, this is an interesting thing to do because of the whole like single shot thing. Um, but I feel like it's got, if it's got Jimmy Stewart, which we're assuming it does, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel big man, 
Blair Witch, Beth's boyfriend, Beelbold, Baggins, Bartholomew, Jay Simpson. Uh, four and a half Ropeos. Give myself room to grow or extend wow. like a rope. Yep. Or uncoil. God, ropes yeah. can't really do it all. Right? Incredible. Hey. They are. Teens, learn how to make and manipulate ropes, and you'll <laughs> yeah, go far knots, in. Knots are useful. I've been, I've been thinking about teaching my child how to do knots. Man, I've been thinking about I teaching haven't. myself how to do knots. I couldn't teach anybody. Cub Scout, no big deal. I know okay. at least three knots. Wow. Yeah. Braggy. But I mostly only remember the bowline or bowlin. I don't remember how to say it, but it's a real good knot. Great. And Beth, it's you your heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't. I have seen this movie. I don't remember being like blown away by it, and I also remember being like, "I don't think that's the best Hitchcock movie." Oh, Chicago! Take, take that oh, right. I forgot you watched this to try to be. I forgot you watched this to try to like impress somebody or something. I wanted. It wasn't even to impress anybody. It was just like, I want to be cool, too. I see. Mm-hmm. She went back to Chicago. I never saw her again. <laughs> oh, right. And then when you saw the movie, you're just like, I don't need to see her again because she's not that cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can do improv. I'll sign up for a class like five years later. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll watch 100 movies. Yeah. Eat that random Chicago person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, go eat a I hot dog. I feel like it was... And that person's what? name was Amy Poehler. I said, go eat a hot dog because yep. they love hot dogs in Chicago. They're always like, ooh, give me that hot dog. Oh, so much ketchup ooh, on it. Hot I, dog. Love, ooh, I love it. Give me that hot dog. Oh, give me that I want a whole gay. pickle spear. Ooh, give me that real. I do like Chicago oh, dogs. Shout out to Chicago cheese. dogs. Yeah. They're more interesting so than a regular old hot dog. You know, they are so good. Mm-hmm. We should do that. Chicago dogs? We should have a hot dog night. Hot dog night for a totes record. We but just also, have Chicago dogs. Blast them. What? Instead oh. of pizza? Well, and pizza. How about that? Hot dogs on pizza? On no. Pizza. Now we're talking. Oh, Chicago cool dogs on pizza? Chicago. Oh. This is my message to Chicago. Cool okay. it with <laughs> being a real dick about putting ketchup on your hot dog. They, they're they real dicks about it. Yeah. You put ketchup on your hot dog, Chicago is like, eh, the bears, I'll kill you. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. And let's all just eat our dogs how we want to eat our let's dogs. Let's all, right? just as a quick shout out to like every single person in this country desperately trying to create their own individual identity based on regionalism. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Let people yeah. eat whatever they want. Yeah. Except for that weird spaghetti that you eat, Dan. That's just. <laughs> what? <laughs> with chili? Like a three spaghetti one? with chili. Yeah, that's what it's it was. actually I very good. It was. How dare you? Hey. I'm sure it's fine. I'm just kidding. It was trying to be funny. Oh, God. <laughs> Three and a half. Nice. There Thank it you, Beth. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Beth. Um, do you want to say your favorite knot at all? <laughs> um, Donut. Great. Oh, nice. cool. Thank you. Probably mine, too. Uh, Dan, I didn't invite you in on that bit. Do you want to go back and say your favorite I guess I'll knot? just say garlic knot because I can't think of anything else. But also, I probably would say donut. And like when I say donut, I mean like actually one of those like twisted up donuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is that? A cruller? No, no, curly. Oh, maybe. Curly? A curly? Is that a curly? 
Curly's Yeasty Gold. Curly's Gold. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Dan. It's my turn next. <laughs> um, I've already said Bo, Bo Lion's my favorite knot, but the Sheepshank has a real fun name. I don't Sheepshank. know how to tie it. Fun to say. Sheepshank. Um, I also like a like a Hitchcock, and I've seen quite a few because mm. a lot of them are on the AFI list. Wow. Not this one. Um, and I like a Jimmy Stewart. And I like a small story, like a like a intimate story, which if this is one shot, maybe it's that. Mm-hmm. So I'm also, I'm going to be equally Beal, Bold, Big Man, Beth's Boyfriend, Blair Witch, Baggins, Bold, mm. <laughs> and say four and a half. Great. I am going to go with a Cowardly Three, mm. mostly because I Cannot remember all the Beal Bold Baggins incantation, so it seems safer to just go with three. Also, I have no memory of this movie, so that helps. I will say in terms of knots, most recently, mm. I was shocked to find myself on the Sperry shoe page. The what? Um, looking oh. up the kinds of knots you can do for loafers. Okay. Um, because I had bought loafers for my child. Mm-hmm. And they kept coming undone. Oh, I thought you were going to say they kept coming. Like you just kept getting shoes <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> showing up at your house. I need to it's just like them the New Yorker. Because I have too many shoes. <laughs> too many shoes. Too many shoes. <clears throat> Actually, uh, Dan Jaquette knows that I do have too many shoes because one time a bunch of people came over to help me pack oh. uh, when I was changing apartments. And he got put on shoes and he filled up this big box and then labeled it. Too many shoes, mm. uh, which was 100% judgy, accurate. But a little judgy. It was a little yeah, judgy, but weird. it was accurate. Um, <laughs> anyway, her, her regular, like just tying it in a bow, mm-hmm. was just coming out every day. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself on the boat shoe catalog page yeah. looking up a variety of things. And I figured out you can do a square knot and then form tassels at either end. Fun. And it will stay knotted longer. How do you um, form a tassel? if you try a bow. You like fray it? No, no, afraid you, um, afraid not, uh, you fold it and then twist it and then put the end into another piece and I will link you there. Okay. Um, if that sounds like it's working for you, but I also went down a rabbit hole of knots after I bought new winter boots. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so you might check out the surgeon's knot as another easy knot Ooh. to keep your, wow shoes laced which is really easy it's just a standard overhand knot but then you you do one more around quick shout out to our executive producer ben <laughs> Nimi for uh <laughs> specifically having us do this movie knowing that it would bring about all this great knot talk which not i think the show has really been lacking in over the years it's really top knot yeah talk. also the hardest i've ever laughed on the podcast <laughs> which was not <laughs> expected <laughs> I apologize, Uh, or you're welcome, depending on how you feel about (laughs) uncontrolled laughter from someone else. Yeah, like depending on how you feel about like us experiencing joy without you, the listener. Yeah, you're sorry, or yeah, we apologize, or you're welcome. Yeah. Oh, I would like to think that people come with us. I would hope so. I mean, I was laughing because Dan was laughing so hard. That's true. Also, his glasses kept steaming up, and that was weird. Yeah, it was yeah, so it was good. Like, it was an it impressive was. amount of just Quite a moment. vapor coming out of your face. Uh, anyway, maybe 
Beth will cut that and then ask for my approval and then put it up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, it's definitely going on YouTube. Look <laughs> at how snotty and steamy I appear. Nice. <laughs> And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch Rope, and we'll be right back. Uh, um. Hey, it's me, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> oh God. Coming at you with a mid-roll ad. Also, check out Kirkland's signature. But after you do that, <laughs> go on over to totesrecall.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash totesrecall.com. Yeah, one. I don't think that first one actually and goes anywhere. And become a Patreon on this fine podcast that I am going to also become a Patreon on and I will oh. executive produce the Thomas Crown Affair <laughs> or <laughs> Golden Eye. Or all the other movies that I, Pierce Brosnan, am in. Great. Thank you. And good night, oh. England. <laughs> Bye. Um, um, and we're back. We just watched 81 minutes of a sociopath throwing a dinner party. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Fair. Accurate. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That guy is nuts. Not at all implausible, which made it more disturbing. I know, yeah. it's creepy. Before <laughs> we, God, this man is sick. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Let's expand on <laughs> okay, you're right. uh, Molly's nugget of synopsis. Ooh, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Synopsis. Synopsis with <laughs> top 100 list making segment. <laughs> <laughs> 60 second summary. A segment in which we summarize the movie in 60 seconds. <laughs> I am Dan. I volunteer to do it, as is my newish trend. Newish. You've been Great. I think you do it every, like literally. Yeah, you've every been volunteering time. for like <laughs> yep. a thousand years. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do it? Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, I am ready. And go. We open on a street and there's credits, but then soon after that, there's a murder. Two dudes murder a third dude and shove him in a drawer, and then they're like, (laughs) a drawer, a cabinet, a bookcase, whatever. Chest. Chest. (laughs) Shove him in a chest. And they're like, haha, aren't we so clever? Now let's have a dinner party. Uh, Creep one (laughs) and creep two are their names. Creep one is more confident, creep two is less confident. People arrive at the dinner seconds. party, including the dead man's dad and girlfriend. Everybody drinks a bunch and smokes a bunch. And then eventually Jimmy Stewart arrives <laughs> and he's the most clever of the party guests and figures it out and then shoots the gun that they almost killed Ten him seconds. with in the air. And presumably the police come. And there's an amazing ant. That's mm-hmm. at yes. the party. And Mrs. Wilson. And Mrs. Wilson is also amazing. Just great. <laughs> and it's, it's done. Anyway, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Honestly, maybe your most successful one yet. I mean, an 80 minute good. movie in a single, like a single apartment. Room. Yeah. There's not, yeah. A, not, not a lot of details to throw. Not a lot of room for you to stumble <laughs> over. Yeah. I mean, you could have focused more on like what they were eating. Sure. Uh, I was chicken. I was oh. trying chicken. to do it. I was trying to get it done in 60 seconds. You nailed it, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, we should also just see how we all did in our uh, <laughs> right. first half, 60-second uh, hypothesis. Mm-hmm. 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 60-second time for... Times for hypothetical accepting summary. sponsorship for segment name Pepsi Cola's <laughs> sixty second pre call. Oh, I see an what you're saying. Yeah, uh, Frito Lay. Um, yeah, I don't know something that actually does good in the world. So we could get halftime <laughs> in there somewhere because that seems like a thing. Yeah. Hey, should we go ahead and get the embarrassing fact out of the way that we were off? By oh. so many years, oh, yes. and off, even that it was not a black and white movie. No, okay. Here's the thing. Okay, when I stopped the movie and it went back to the menu, the image was in black and white. Mine and was I too. Like I was on a fruit black and white based streaming service. Did you? Was, well. was your film in black and white when you watched it? No, neither was mine. That was but like weird. the splash screen of the. My splash screen was just a faded color picture. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, like near, Interesting. near sepia, nice sepia, but no. still colored. Well, it was definitely filmed in Technicolor. It was not um, colored, it was not added later. Right. Yeah. But so, it came out in 1948. Oof. Whoa. I, you know what? And in my heart, I thought it was going to be in the 40s, but y'all went so late. I was like, I don't want to feel dumb. Okay. Honest question. Yeah. But I think I primed yeah. the pump. Now that we've embarrassed ourselves so thoroughly, I have to ask, when, when did Jimmy Stewart die (laughs) yeah you know honestly i i had pictured him as a young man in this movie and he's not he's like an older guy yeah he's like the old he's like the teacher he might be great up a little bit yeah Yeah. but i mean he's not like uh, i was picturing him as a college student like a like a young man he is not yeah well when did it's a wonderful life happen oh my god i mean it's black and white so before this Well, he was, a, it was in the he was a 1930s, yeah. right? Because was f- it was after the Great Depression right. or after the Great Depression started. And he was a fighterman in the World War II. So yeah, yeah this a fun fact that I learned from my wife, not from an unnamed go. source, oh, okay. is that he filmed this uh, movie right after coming back Whoa. from the war. Oh, Whoa. fascinating! Wait, okay, so It's a Wonderful Life is 1946. So did he go to the war after that? Well, it might have been released in 46. Uh, Oh, I see what you're saying. That makes more sense. I only know what I was told. (laughs) Yeah, blame Dan's wife. I believe women. Oh, right. Never mind. (laughs) Your hashtag Um, is better. Well, okay. And then Jimmy Stewart was alive from 1908 to 1997. 97? Yeah. Oh, we could have hung out with Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. I bet he was cool. I hope so. I bet he was cool, but like not approachable. Oh, definitely not approachable. Yeah. Yeah. And at the beginning of his presence in this movie, he seems like he's going to be as much of a sociopath Mm -hmm. as Brandon, the primary sociopath. Um, And it's very uncomfortable to watch Jimmy Stewart play someone without a conscience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then as the movie unfolds, he, who's playing the character of Rupert, um, is also sort of a detective <laughs> uh, in this scenario, figures out what's going on uh, and reveals uh, a true moral fiber and delivers kind of the concluding speech that makes you feel less gross for having watched the previous um, 78 minutes. Um, I mean, he's a, detective, more comfortable. he's a detective in the sense that like if a detective 
were like, oh, I'm pretty sure the one who did the crime is the one I taught how to do crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he's like like an armchair murderer in college. Mm-hmm. We just like to talk about how cool it would be to kill people because yeah, so he's smart like and the cool. original edge lord college yeah, professor. This had a real like internet dude vibe. Yes, like red mm-hmm. pill, four chan, the internet. Yeah. Did you want to check our original summaries? Oh, That's what we started right. talking about, but then <laughs> we, we decided right? to actually talk about the movie. Um, yes, I will try to as briefly as possible, summarize our summaries. Um, I proposed a Western setting in which Jimmy Stewart ropes a lady, but then the lady turns out to be him. (laughs) (laughs) You could say he metaphorically ropes the criminals. Murderers. I'm going to give myself partial credit (laughs) Mm -hmm. because the twist is sort of that he planted the seed of evil, which is a bit like finding out that you roped yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think, sure. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Nailed Good, it. Metaphor. Good job. Great metaphor. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100% uh, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, you uh, proposed sort of a big city uh, setting with a hapless mm-hmm. employee working towards a deadline. Mm-hmm. And someone would say, you've got to believe me. Mm. I would like to offer... Um, partial credit okay to molly because i feel like philip the less cool about having murdered someone murderer was essentially basically asked to do a job on deadline because his Mm -hmm. job was to like not lose his shit during the dinner party (laughs) so that they could dispose (laughs) of the body (laughs) later and there's a part where he lights a candle uh on the bottom which mm. case he is burning the candle at both ends. Hey. Like in a workplace. Um, yeah. And the theme no. of being believed is very present throughout. It is. They came very close, but they didn't they didn't quite come to the belief thing. They said something else that was similar ish. Mm. Um I I will take credit for city. It does take place in a city. Definitely. In fact, it's a pretty prominent <laughs> uh, portion of the backdrop. Still Static. St- well, excuse me, sir. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, excuse. I don't. I don't mean to get all Wikipedia yet, but you are incorrect you not on notice? every front in that description. Did you not notice the the changing of the lights quality as the sun went down? Right. The smoke coming up, the neon lights that flickered here and there. Hmm? Right. This wasn't hmm? just some workaday scrim, Daniel. This okay. was models of the Empire State Building. There were key. Okay. They, this was. These are all material. Okay, Molly, I didn't I realize I was attacking your favorite facts. movie, Molly. <laughs> but I think uh, about Molly's summary. I think we can we can probably say 100 percent Utah. Yeah, 100 percent Utah. Oh, absolutely, 100 percent Utah. Yeah. Dad, uh, mm-hmm. a fancy house, a uh, rich man in a tuxedo, and a well-dressed mm-hmm. woman, and then there's a rope murder. But who did the rope murder? Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and there was clothes a, are fancy. There was a yeah. fancy clothes lady. Definitely like mm-hmm. rich people. Yep. There's yep. some. There. Uh, there's not a tux, but some very good suits. Great yeah. suits. Mm-hmm. The dress was great. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like hundred percent Utah. Hundred percent Utah. Hundred percent Utah. Yes. Utah. All right. All right. Beth had the one who had seen the movie. Here we go. <laughs> Again. They, they were in an apartment. <laughs> 
There was a dinner party. Yes. There was yes. a rope murder. Yes. Yeah. They hide yes. the rope. It's one shot ish <laughs> in one location, and then <laughs> someone solves the murder. Right. Um. All that is true. Hundred percent Utah. Hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent Utah. I forgot that they hid the rope. But also they hid an entire body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rope wasn't the thing. It was the body. No, the Not rope. the most incriminating thing hidden in that apartment. The no, rope. but the rope is more sinister than I remember. Like, also just more like, like having it out and about yeah. all the time and giving the, the dad the books wrapped with the Oof. murder weapon. That is... Yeah. That is diabolical. diabolical. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But yeah, 100% Utah. So I think that's 400% Utah. Yeah, 400% Utah. We really did it. Good job, I guess we can turn it in. We've pretty much (laughs) talked about the whole movie. We're basically the best at our own podcast we've ever been. (laughs) That's true. We're the top 100 (laughs) episodes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Um, But uh, There is actually so much I want to talk about in this movie, though. Go for it. Great. Connect for well, connect for <laughs> <laughs> well. There were so I I I just want the listener to understand that we are not exaggerating when we call Brandon a sociopath. No, no, um, no. This, like he's straight up manipulating, not only manipulating Philip, his potential life partner. We're not sure yeah. um, into committing a murder. He's also manipulate doing these weird manipulations of. Um, the dead person's David, the dead person's uh, fiance, and her ex boyfriend, his former best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he even like takes the time to manipulate his housekeeper. Yeah, like there's almost no one he doesn't manipulate except for Rupert. No, he who um, is played by Jimmy Stewart. But not at the beginning. It seems like he really. I don't know. I, I, in my sense, was that he just respect. He was kind of the only person they respected, yeah, but and he, he just wanted like validation. Like, but later on, he says to Philip like that he did exactly what he hoped he would do by inviting him to the party. Oh yeah. Oh right. The right, only right. party he wasn't so, prepared for was for Rupert to, I guess, have a moral center. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Fair. Yeah. And he, they they just kill him to see if they can get away with it. Yeah. They, kind of. Yeah. Just it's like a philosophical exercise. For Brandon, at least. And I guess Philip, until he actually does it, and it's like, oh, no, this is actually a bad thing. Yeah. And, like, just to give everyone a sense of how messed up it is, they kill this guy, then they set the dinner table over where his body is. Mm -hmm. So everyone who's invited to this dinner party will eat their food over his dead body. And the people invited to the party are his, like, they she says, like, pretty much or close to fiance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his former best friend, his father, his aunt. Um, originally, his mother was supposed to be invited, but she's sick. Um, and and then their former professor, who is like probably the thing that adds the most excitement for him because he might figure out what's going on, and it's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, that was my. My my first of two notes was the one hole of setting the dinner over where the dead body is. Mm-hmm. All I could think about was like, oh, when you die, your your bowels release. Yeah, I had. I was like, they just be smelling. Oh. No, thank you. I had the same dead thought. Dude, I was just like, isn't that chest gonna be the whole time a yeah. real stinker? Yeah, but I guess that's like Didn't something that you that, have Brandon. to. I guess that's sort of like the just thing that is lampshaded more often than anything else in film, right? Where it's like. 
dead people don't you know, poop their pants? Yeah. Does it yeah. always happen? I don't know this about dead people. I don't know if it always happens, but like it definitely, I mean, all of your, uh, as I understand it, and to be fair, I did not take an anatomy course in college like my roommate who worked on severed practice butts, as I think I've talked Ooh. about on the show before. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a turn of Really? Case. I thought it came up at some point. Maybe it's severed not Severed practice butts? Bonus content. Check it out. Patreon.com slash just recall. Uh, my understanding, <laughs> though, is that um, our waste system is very much dependent on a part of our brains just being like, hold fast, lads. <laughs> and once those signals stop, your yeah. entire uh, colon just sort of like relaxes. And then anything that's in there is just going to kind of seep its way out. Yeah. But maybe wow. Brandon knew it and manipulated him to like go fast. drop a deuce before <laughs> he... <laughs> Murdered it. Oh, no. Maybe. I, would, I could uh, see that. He's diabolical. It's like, ooh, really uh, David, I've thought of this delicious new philosophical <laughs> exercise <laughs> of not eating anything for several days. <laughs> Ugh, it's too accurate. Oh, all these dudes suck at this movie. I hate it every single Yeah, every single yeah, they band. do. And they're all real. They're all oh, real, Oh, his man. dad was awesome. Oh, dad, dad ruled. Good. He had dad good, rules, yep. just like, old... Literate man yeah. energy, I guess. Literate man. Yeah, it was so interesting because there's there's part where there's all this like um, dancing around where Brandon is really reveling and mm-hmm. getting his uh, former headmaster, whatever headmaster or just like door. It was like an RA in their dorm. No, he or? was like the. I think he was like the uh, the the head boy. Uh, no, no, like, no. He was. I mean, he was a. Teacher like McGonagall? Yes, thank you. Uh, That's exactly what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out what her title was. Okay, got it. Um, Anyway, so Rupert is helping him, inadvertently helping him out by playing out this like murder scheme of how superior, like uh, the murder is a privilege for the few. I guess it's a Nietzsche idea. Is it? Anyway. I mean, it's at least like maybe. That's what's referenced, right? I think in the thing. Anyway, it's having yeah. all this like philosophical discussion. Yeah. They must be joking. LOL. And it's David's father who has, I don't know, the courage to not laugh along. Yeah. Like it honestly, I guess in the context of where we are in society right now, it just felt like a really courageous moment for him mm-hmm. to say, hey, this actually, this, this is very dark humor that's not funny. Yeah. And this is more akin to Hitler. Mm-hmm. And even though his objections just gave more fodder for Brandon, who was so far up his own intellectual butt. Yeah. Um, it was intellectual probably butt. Probably not the only thing that was up at that point. Am I right? Ugh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Ew. You mean like his penis? I do. <laughs> I do mean that. He was Ew. stuttering, so. Yeah, you know, he always stutters when he's excited. excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord bless us. Yeah, I think the dad had the, had the uh, cojones to tell those teens to cool it. Yeah, he absolutely yeah, really told the teens to cool it. That was a major cool it teens mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, and also, teens, cool it. People are people. Yeah. Don't be some weird edgelord who like, yeah, looks up car crashes just, like, or whatever. Shit posting out loud. I, I was just going to crap on Harvard for a second. Please. Mm. Oh, sure. <laughs> Not that I really have any business doing that. Yeah, you do. I would say the, the um, elite school pure intellectual fantasy superiority thing mm-hmm. did feel a little real. And somebody pointed Absolutely out real. that Brandon had a 
Josh Hawley vibe. My wife. And I just NBD, yes. no big deal. Reggie. Yeah. That was some real that was some real insight. And I didn't think I could be more creeped out, but it's succeeded in creeping me out a level further. Yeah, all of the every every single one of the young dudes in this movie are future US senators, no question. Yep. Like no question. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to quickly point out that none of them drink milk and they only drink adult <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Fair um, point. True. But and they are true. creepier than any other thing that we've seen in film. In film, <laughs> probably or they had to film? cut the in this film. Yeah, and also they're creepy. Okay, okay. What about the guy who serves butter sandwiches and, and dresses up like a giant mom to pitcher of people milk in the shower? No, I'm with Molly. They probably just cut it out. Like I bet in the yeah, I bet, they just ran out of time. I bet yeah, what do you the, think they're going to the cabin for? That's where mother lives. Oh, uh, <laughs> and the milk. The mother it's and the milk is there. Every time the camera goes into someone's back, it's because they're just yep. chugging a glass of milk. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, I bet Alfred Hitchcock got into an argument with the the a writer about showing them drinking milk. Right. Yeah. And he's just too like, it's nose. not. This is a subtle. Movie. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. It's too. <laughs> We already have him monologuing about the art of murder. Like, it's too on the nose to have him be slamming back a glass of milk. Yeah. But he couldn't get it cut out, so he just pan- he just jammed the camera into their buns whenever yep. he wanted to mm-hmm. cut. I mean, there's a whole sequence where uh, there's only, like, two people talking in the living room, and they're all close to the dining room kitchen. So that whole time, Mrs. Wilson could just be, like, passing out milk glasses. We don't they know. They did mm-hmm. all have Sundays for dessert, which yeah, is different. frozen milk. Not necessarily. Yeah. Sure. Ice cream? Ice yeah. cream is just frozen milk. Uh, no, that is cream. There cream is, is iced milk, which is different. Yeah, but cream and milk not frozen. are the same thing. Oh, my God, Beth. Or they come from the same thing. <laughs> A lot of things come from that thing. <laughs> milk, butter. Jeez. I have some frozen butter. Yeah, but... Okay. <laughs> what? Whatever. <laughs> They Beth are. is trying to equate slamming back a glass of milk with enjoying a delicious ice bowl cream. of ice cream. They were huge ice creams, though. <laughs> yes, they were. They were like pyramids. Yeah. of. <laughs> and It looked like baked Alaska. Yeah, there was like a little bit of cake on there, right? Some yeah. kind of sponge? Mm-hmm. There's some, there was, it, listen, it was too beautiful a dessert for Jimmy Stewart's character to just set it aside after barely a bite. He had two. Okay. Yeah, he used it to charm Mrs. Wilson. He is... I was oh. really watching Jimmy Stewart in this, and his little Me face too. movements are so charming. Just like oh, his little, he is, mm. yeah. It well, was yeah, like I was swooning. Yeah, it was kind of. I don't know if it was intentional <laughs> or not, but like there was a. It was he had a very nice quality. Where like when you when he first shows up, he's just like, oh, is he is he just like the 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 creep supreme? Like is he just like the mentor of all of them because he's this like incredible, creepy but charming psychopath. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if that was deliberate of just setting him up that way and then him, like, having his little moment of having morality. But, yeah, he was delightful. Like, the whole time I was just like, this dude is a Dracula. He is, like, <laughs> immortal and charming people with his hypnotic wiles. <laughs> <laughs> he is picking a candle up off of the candle holder and lighting a cigarette with it, which was incredibly badass. Yeah. <laughs> he's immortal. There's no way he's old in this movie. He looks the same age as everybody else. They just spray painted his hair gray <laughs> <laughs> to disguise his agelessness. Do we? Was he? But he was. Oh, Miss Miss Mrs. Wilson. Miss Wilson. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Miss. We didn't see her invite him in, but he must have been invited in, right? Well, they invited him to the party. He just enters in. Does that count? 
It's just an door frame. Like if you get a formal invite. Yeah, does that count? Yeah. Is an Evite count? If you're Dracula (laughs) and you get an invite, (laughs) yeah. Can you go? Like if they just get an email, they're just like, yes. (laughs) If you're Dracula, tweet at us. Let us know if you can come to a party. If you get an Evite. You yeah. are invited also, you to are not tweet invited. at us, but, but only to, to tweet at us. You're only invited yeah. to tweet at us. Yeah. That's fair. And not Later. to our DMs. I don't know what kind of vampire magic you can use in our DMs. At us. What, like do, you, a, what do you think? They're going <laughs> to hypnotize us through just text? Emojis? Yeah. 21st Century Dracula? Forget about <laughs> 21st, it. Hold on. Wait. Trademarked. We're writing the screenplay. <laughs> yeah. It sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, so, like... Oh. The script was based on a play, yes. which is pretty obvious oh. when you're watching yeah. this. Right? Especially the final it's shot like, is oh. like, remember theater? Very one-act play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have some theater. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Um, so the script is, uh, at times feels real ham-handed mm-hmm. for a film. Mm-hmm. But I did like the way it set up that Brandon was a sociopath all the time, yeah. but people always assumed he was joking. Right. Mm. And it kind of reminded me of... Um, all white men? Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But specifically, I had an ex-boyfriend who was very, very charming, and I thought he was joking about a lot of things. Um, but so, for example, he would... I don't know. He would he would joke about how scary ducks were. Mm. That he was really terrified of ducks because they're like little dinosaurs. Okay. And you know, sort of riffed about how funny little dinosaurs that idea is, right? And then we'd go out and we'd be near a lake, and he would like have like a visceral reaction. I'm like, oh, that's he's calling back to that joke he made about yeah. ducks. No, it was not a joke. Um, he was very charming, but he was also deadly serious. And he used saying audacious things and a sense of humor to be charming about it mm-hmm. um, to reveal quite a bit about himself. <laughs> but if you are operating in the, oh, that's so audacious and wrong that it has to be a joke, right? right? Then you, ex- you can excuse a whole lot of stuff over a very long period of time. And it sort of seemed like... This guy, Brandon, was never a nice guy or a good guy and was always trying out many manipulations on his friends under the banter of humor. Um, And so anyway, once again, it just reinforced for me what a what a ding dang hero uh, David's dad was for calling it out. Mm -hmm. And I also just want to say I I used to make very bad choices. (laughs) I mean, all all we know about this guy is that he (laughs) didn't like ducks. So it doesn't seem like he was that bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. That's fair. Right. Uh, he was bad, but yeah, okay. that's fair. Totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the th- watching this movie, like it was, it felt very weird to be like, oh, these people still exist in this exact form. Like yeah. mm-hmm. nothing has changed. <laughs> and then, yet yeah, to Molly's point, still the like, oh, I was joking, is like Huge. such a tired <laughs> deflection, but very present still, in our modern yep. age. Just a joke, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, and it's wild that this came out like right after World War II because I feel like that's been a discussion in the last couple of years of just sort of like, you remember when like there was that horrible time where the media was like so fascinated by like the Richard Spencers of the world where they were just like, it was very like coy almost of just like, tee hee hee, this guy is a fascist, but like, lo, they're so fashionable. 
Like, isn't it interesting that these are like completely like they've completely integrated into society as if they hadn't been integrated into society the (laughs) whole time for the last 200 years, you fucking asshole. (laughs) Anyway, I have opinions, clearly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it is like I just like uh, this movie sort of made me uh, reconcile that sort of just the last couple years and our little... uh, our society is just sort of like I don't know sort of exploration that isn't taking itself seriously enough of those kind of people and it's kind of men in particular but then also thinking about how like I don't know like sociopathic private school dudes is like a genre in and of itself and so like that tells you that like oh many people have met people like this in their lives to like know to know enough to write a convincing story featuring them as characters. Yeah, what was that book, The Society? Uh, which one? Never mind. Okay. Are you talking about Donna Tarrant? Is that about Skull and Bones? Sort of. I mean there's the Skull and Bones, sure. Sure. But they might just be a bunch of nerds. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's what makes it like that's what makes it so hard is because like there's plenty of these groups that it really is just like a bunch of nerds who don't know how to socialize. All they know is that they're supposed to continue to be exclusive and elite in their any point in their lives. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people who were just like I don't know, circumstance made them bring up be brought up to think that they are actually like the superior beings of the world. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes if you give Jimmy Stewart comes along and is having a fun romp with philosophy, maybe <laughs> those people become actual monsters. And sometimes that philosophy is just a little something we like to call capitalism. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't take much to plant that seed. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Think about it. Uh, my point is that you are all monsters and uh, rise I'm up. I'm a monster? No, no, no. When I say you, I mean like the people who have their hands on the levers of our society. Huh. And, sure. Uh, you're propping up a suffering machine and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. We are all. Yeah. This is about the movie Rope. <laughs> David in the chest. <laughs> well. Um, speaking of ropes, there's only one knot in this movie, Ooh. I think. Are you disappointed about that? A little bit. I couldn't quite tell when they were strangling him. It looked like maybe there was a knot. That rope was knotted. I thought they were just wrapped just it around pulled it. Pulled tight. Wasn't it just wrapped uh, around his neck? How would they have yeah. knotted it? Maybe they... Like uh, I mean, given what we learn about Brandon over? through the rest of the runtime of the movie, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, no, we're definitely tying this knot. This uh, is the perfect yeah. knot for murder. Right. He's so, like he, so pra- he figured one, it out. Then, he figured out what the perfect murder knot was. Murder knot. And then I, th- I, th- I think, again, I I never said I was good at knots, only that I find them interesting and I <laughs> think about getting into them. But I believe it's just a square <laughs> knot. On what? Which is a very serviceable knot. When the books are the tied books. up. Yeah. Mm. We said, that, But somebody said it was clumsy. Well, wasn't that just a deflection? Because he was like staring at the murder rope? Oh, sure. Yeah, and then Jimmy oh. Stewart was just being catty like, later. Oh, 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 I I know exactly what you're thinking about. I'm a Dracula. Uh, that uh, <laughs> it was a clumsy knot because I could easily uh, t- t- just c- t- take it from him and uh, by drinking, draining him of his blood and leaving him <laughs> on the street. Yeah, how oh. did he get that rope? I don't know. Mm. 
Interesting. Fell off. Yeah. What a weird, just what a weird compulsion. Who? What a weird, disgusting, disgusting compulsion. Do you want to kill someone? Well, to want to kill someone, but also to want to do it in such a way that you are just constantly tempting getting caught. Isn't that? Yeah. Especially because, like, they are just, they have the worst poker faces in the entire world. Philip does. Yeah. But even, I think Brandon does too. Oh, sure. When he's like uh, stuttering to Jimmy. Yeah. And he like keeps looking at, I mean, they both keep looking over at the um, chest and they keep on like, I don't know, like can't keep their eyes off the rope. And he's like, let's talk about strangling some more. <laughs> like just the worst <laughs> ideas. But also he's like, yeah, excited about it. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, I don't know. Isn't that true of a lot of uh, compulsive crimers? Is that like part of it is the thrill of maybe getting caught? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think for shoplifting for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know, every time I read about, like, one of the many California serial killers, I feel like... Okay. I'm just saying, (laughs) there was a time uh, for in the early, well, mid, mid, early to mid 20th century where California, people were just like, I'm just going to wander around this general area of the state and kill people. Well, And sometimes they like to be a little dramatic about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then other times they successfully hid for decades until, until that one lady wrote a book about it. DNA testing or whatever. <laughs> until oh, yeah. a podcast is made about it. Or that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking, I was like, if we were a true crime podcast, we'd have a lot of things to say about this guy. <laughs> yeah, we would. But we're not. Sure. So we're, not, we're not. So I don't know anything like the psychological things going on with him and why he feels the way he does. And Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I just know, I do know it makes me feel gross. Like that yeah. first, the first scene they um after they've just killed him and they show Philip kind of like he's like don't turn on or he said don't turn on the light right. He wanted to sit in the dark mm-hmm. for a little bit longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I actually felt sick to my stomach in that moment. Like mm-hmm. it yeah. is such a like they just like killed someone and he I don't know and then Brandon's like let's have a drink. Yep. <laughs> immediately creep supreme he is the creep supreme yeah and then just you know to bring up topics and to sort of push push and prod philip around a little bit in front of other people Mm -hmm. when i was watching the very beginning of this movie i like you beth like had a moment of nausea and was actually appreciating that philip's character really reels from the experience Mm -hmm. that there is this very real before and after moment and he has a conscience about it in a way that I'm so used to watching gangster movies right. and stuff where people are like, ah, throw him in the trunk. Let's go get Meh. a soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really appreciated that. And then uh, the hatred for Brandon took over. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a good point, actually. Like, it is actually, it is really rare. It is rare to see characters in film like have negative reactions to committing violence, but specifically because of the act itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like usually if a character has remorse or whatever, it's because of who they've committed the violence against, but not necessarily like the actual, just the, just the very act of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't happen very often. I don't think in Mm 
movies and TV generally. Like usually you're right. Like most of the time it's just like, yeah, like the whole point is like these characters are just monsters. They're just like, meh, whatever. I don't, life is cheap. Blah, blah, blah. Bang, bang, bang. Let me shoot this guy again in the trunk that we thought he was already dead. Goodfellas. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. AFI top 100. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is rare to see a character like just be affected by the act itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and he wasn't even scared yet of getting caught. No. Yeah, and actually, like, at the end of the movie, like, that's what he gives us his explanation of why he's been behaving the way he's been behaving the entire night. He says, I'm really afraid that we're going to get caught. Mm -hmm. But, like, to me, it seemed like he was just feeling, in like, very guilty. Like, not in a I'm going to get caught kind of way, but, like, what we did was wrong. We had that Billy Shakespeare moment. Yeah. Which I've oh yeah, forgotten. and he looks at he looks at his hands. Oh yeah, um, for some reason. Okay, I do. I, have a, he, I also have a question about his hands because yeah. earlier in the movie he um he like squeezes a glass or something. Yeah. And he and, like, cuts, his cuts his hand, and then they show his hand later, and there's no blood at all. Like the um the aunt is into astrology or yeah astrology and um yeah like palm like reading palm and reading. things like that mm-hmm. so she's looking at his hands and i'm like where is the cut <laughs> there's no I blood think it's anywhere there and just like not well done you okay. can kind of i think it's supposed to be on like the crook of his thumb between his yeah. thumb oh and sure okay and next finger and like the way i was thinking that too i was like she's looking at his hands and he just like fully stabbed himself i mean you can see kind of like a small red line i just don't think it's i don't think it did a good job on the cutting makeup they should have should have wrapped his hand up yeah, like yeah. old Jimmy, like old mm-hmm. Jimmy. But then Stew-ish. she could read the lines on his palm to tell him that his hands would make him famous. Oh, that's what it was, right? And then he like yeah. stared at his hands and walked away. And then he away. does the shaky hand thing. Good yeah, shot. He, he does a real yeah. out damn spot. Look at his hands. Yeah, Billy Shakespeare. Real Lady Macbeth over here. Lady yeah, real Lady Macbeth. <laughs> Can we talk about my favorite shot in the whole movie? Please. Yes. It's where you hear all the dialogue happening, um, but classic Alfred Hitchcock move. He's got your focus elsewhere. So he has your focus on Ms. Wilson, who is clearing the um, buffet table. Oh, so good. That's really Slash chest. And it was actually the only time that I really felt myself, like my heart start to race a little bit, because I was like, she is going to open that chest. And it takes so long with her going back and forth to the kitchen and it's all happening in real time and you just know like how, she's just going to open the chest and then yeah like how horrible yeah that was yeah. really good it's a really good shot yeah and and then like at the same time jimmy stewart's like that's i think he's kind of amped up his grilling i think that's the mm-hmm. first time he starts to suspect something's weird and off and it might be murder yeah <laughs> and like his line of questioning is down that line but yeah just like why and he's yeah the angle's so weird of him being like not out of frame, but not really in frame as well. Yeah. Just, yeah, you get like I half agree. his jacket, basically. Yeah, it was. And then was it's really cool that, and it's cool that the, um, like she kept going back. She kept going like a couple rooms back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like it took it was like it took a minute for her to get back to the point of tension in the shot too. Anytime that she had to like move something back to the dining room. Or move the books back from the dining room. It was really cool. Yeah. That was yeah. probably yeah. the best shot of the movie. Agreed. Although I did really enjoy, speaking of uh, speaking of just like random stuff in the background, I did really enjoy, uh, and it was just like, I mean, this was maybe, like this was definitely like just uh, 
Brandon just being Brandon, I guess because he didn't have to put on a show for anybody, where like he went to put the rope away the first time and then like the kitchen door like closed and then swings open. He's just like gleefully, like dramatically dropping yeah. it into the drawer rather than just like putting it in there <laughs> like a normal person would do. Yeah. And the door like <laughs> swings back and forth and yeah. so you like kind of get a glimpse of that. That was a great shot. Um I also love the light on the um there's like some big neon lights on one side of the building that at the end start to flash green and red. Mm-hmm. They kind of feel like um, like cop car lights, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it adds a lot of tension to that. Yeah, Dan, that those neon lights really added a lot, didn't they? I'm just really glad the that they spent so much time on that set building yeah, out instead real of doing just a workaday scrim. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. some people assumed it was. I'm sorry, I mm-hmm. insulted your favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I agree. the The final shot's really good. It's it's very like we're in a play, like I said before. But it's mm-hmm. I don't know, just the the still picture of the final frame is really good. Of mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart sitting with the gun in his hand, and everybody's just like accepted. The <laughs> creep number one is making a drink because he's like fuck it, and then yeah. creep number two, <laughs> a big glass of milk. Play a piano, yeah, right. Wish we had milk. Yeah. 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 Good job. <laughs> Cinematography. I like that in the olden days, instead of calling 911, you would just shoot a gun three times <laughs> into yeah, the air. Yeah. yeah that's and, and then everybody just in the neighborhood. My understanding from this movie, yeah, my understanding of this movie <laughs> is that the way it worked in New York in the late 40s is that if you wanted the police to come, you would just. At least make what sounded like a gun shot, if you didn't have a gun handy, I assume, mm-hmm. out your window. And then the neighborhood would just like get alerted to the point where they would be all be talking to each other. And then yeah. eventually that sound would travel to the nearest police cars and be like, oh, is something going on? And they'd come over. <laughs> I feel like that was the weirdest choice for him to make. Mm-hmm. Um, only because they're going to be like, we heard a gunshot. Oh, you're the guy with the gun. Sure. You know? <laughs> oh, but he's he's white. He'll be all right. Yeah, but they're and he's all a white. professor. Beth. Exactly. He's a professor. <laughs> all right. And you know what? Actually, he's the one sitting right next to the chest with the body in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looks like he, the way his arm was draped over it was almost really just protective. Yeah. Although he did, I mean, to some extent, though, his body language also just seemed like resignation, too. Like, he maybe like didn't mm-hmm. really give a shit if he got swept up in it because he sort of feels... To blame for the whole thing. Oh right? yeah, he yeah. has a lot to work through. Yeah, like he has a realization that his like his words actually do have consequences. <laughs> like you can't just talk about being superior to other people. Like other people might feel that way, even though he's like, "There's something inside of me that that you know stopped me from doing that." It's and it's like, so why did you talk about it so much? <laughs> Well, it's almost like Edge if Lord. somebody had a lie and they just repeated it over and over again for political expedience right. and then some people acted on that lie. Yep. Uh-huh. But then instead of feeling bad about it and calling the cops, you just doubled down and mm-hmm. continued to be a senator. Uh. Yeah, or like any public It's like public a very figure. specific... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really does. Like, if you Google, I implore you listeners to Google Stan- Josh Hawley, uh, the junior senator from somewhere. Missouri. Thank you. Uh, he actually does look a lot like Brandon <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> and it's sort of 
just like it actually it says a lot. I think but he was like lot. Stanford, Yale. It doesn't matter. They're all doesn't matter. Factories. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, and I know nice people who went to Harvard. I sure. should have mentioned that. Oh yeah, so. me too. I know people. Oh who went yeah, to I've got all these too. Ivy League <laughs> friends. <laughs> Listen, every every institution of power can create a couple of functional human beings, but it doesn't change the fact <laughs> that it's also going to let a lot of monsters get through mm-hmm. society without consequence. Well, I think they, there's that uh, book, The Sociopath Next Door, that argues that a lot of CEOs and lawyers are sociopaths. Oh, yeah. Heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. watch out, world. Hey, yeah. sociopaths? Cool it. Cool it. Cool. <laughs> but also, like, most sociopaths, thanks for not murdering people. Yeah. yeah. Actually, most sociopaths cool. <laughs> do keep it cool. But also... Yeah. Maybe some of you in your actions have killed more people indirectly than if you had just directly been murdering people. So still cool it and you're monsters and you should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. But also, I will tell us to cool it. Oh. In that sociopath is a shorthand for murderer, puts some stigma on mental health issues. True. And sociopaths probably can also lead good lives Without murdering people, and we don't need to put that on them. And to be clear, I was not suggesting that all sociopaths are murderers. Or oh, you just heard it. Molly said all sociopaths are murderers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beth edited that to make Molly sound like a monster. <laughs> no, being a sociopath is a thing. And most sociopaths aren't like causing mm. direct harm, right? right. They just yeah. don't have a sense of humans the way other people do. Um, Plenty of people yeah, are murderers who are. I'm always happy to hear we should cool it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So Ugh. hey, everybody, cool it. Well, on a lighter topic, the dress in this movie is by Adrian. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Oh, I loved that dress. Costumes by Adrian, who we know as the rival mm-hmm. to Hank mm-hmm. Cresthorn. Yes. Um, yeah. Costumes by Adrian, so. Wizard of Oz. I'm guessing, I would say rival in this. I assume it's more like a one-sided rivalry, right? Where like yeah. <laughs> Hank Crestorn yeah. thinks of Adrian as his rival, but Adrian does not think of Hank Crestorn at all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adrian is so good that they, I actually don't know if Adrian is a man or a woman. Do mm-hmm. we know? Yeah, it, Adrian is a man, I believe. Oh. Okay. Uh, I believe his name is Adrian... Greenberg, maybe, but he okay. did not. Uh, he did not operate in Hollywood under that name. I think he yeah, operated so, under like something maybe. else, Adrian. But then was usually just credited as Adrian. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Adrian is so good at costuming that he was hired to just make one, one single dress. dress. Yeah, <laughs> like got full credit for making one dress yeah. in this movie. It was amazing. Oh, you need a single dress for the <laughs> one woman in this. Movie There's that does not have yeah. a silly hat on and is not <laughs> old enough where no one will consider them sexual objects. Yes, I, I will, will make, make you the single dress. dress. I will like make a ruffle. I <laughs> shall entice the world with a ruffled shoulder and a little bit of extra fabric on the sleeves just to know that there's more underneath, but you'll never see it. <laughs> and the color will be red for murder. murder. By rope murder. 
A was rope it, about his red. red. I thought it was purple. It's kind of like a maroon color. Oh, there maroon. you go. Yes. The color maroon of real blood is the color of <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. There's a statement by Adrian. I'm like, I will show the world the true color of blood. <laughs> it is really. I always notice that. There's there was like a point at some point in movies where they deepened the color of movie blood because mm-hmm. like this movie is pretty it's like bright red and you yeah. see that mm-hmm. in older movies and at some point it was like no it's a darker red blood is I yeah. don't know when they did that but it's always it always takes me out of it to see such bright red blood in movies mm-hmm. but can't okay blood question yep <laughs> blood question. We're definitely prepared for this. Doesn't yes, blood... we all about severed butts and uh, <laughs> what happens to your butt when you die. So we're ready. Um, so blood is red. It can be that bright red, though. Yes. Depends on how recently it's been oxygenated, right? Yeah, you right? get like right. A, a light. Yeah. So, th- so the dress that she wore is like old blood. Mm. Right? Or like it depends on where. I mean, it depends on where from the body you are being exsanguinated too. I would think it would be like liver colored. What would be? Her dress. Her dress. Yeah. Oh. You're saying that dress is the color of the, of liver? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like an Adrian thing to do for sure. Yeah. yeah. I would <laughs> take this beautiful woman and wrap her in the liver of an animal. The animal <laughs> that has been processed and put into a chest <laughs> and decorated Ew. with a candlestick <laughs> decoration. <laughs> what? Uh. What? Yeah, yes, I'll make the dress. All right. Thank <laughs> you. I think Adrian might be kin to Peter Diamond. They might be both <laughs> ancient Draculas that live in the you same. You think they come earth. from the same? They come from the same ancient clan of yeah. uh, beneath the earth dwellers. <laughs> yeah. Center of the earth movie crew. Mm-hmm. I love it. But great dress. Mm-hmm. Great dress. Um, there are two other women in this movie besides the one who wears oh, the dress. Yeah, there are. And they both absolutely crush. Oh this my is God. Atwater, mm-hmm. the ant. MV- Peas without is, question. is such a delight of like a maybe drunk, maybe <laughs> just like a free spirit, yeah. astrology old kooky lady. I loved her so I love much. It. Big hat. Oh, she was so good. Just so excited to be at a party. Like the second she walked in, she just was already just like super bubbly and talking about nothing. Yeah. Like about just not babbling. a man. Yeah. Yep. That's oh, true. Yeah. And she right and away. Mrs. She's Wilson. our back to walls hero. If I thought yep. we were just going to get the briefest of pass where they're talking about like, Me here's too. my hat, thank you, and I was like, well, I don't need to pay attention to these women anymore. But then they kept <laughs> oh. talking about all sorts of delightful yeah. things. In oh, fact, they talk in we- front of a conversation of two men speaking, Ooh. which was movie magic. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Uh, Mrs. Will, I loved how Mrs. Wilson was obsessed with that bad day that she got for the party. Yeah, was that witch like, that she got? Pate. Pate? Just, it was like a waste. Oh, of the pate. Yes. Money, right? Like she, she won. She let. She was like she told. She said to uh, Janet, "She's like, oh, don't you eat too much of that pate? It's so rich or whatever. So fattening. Fattening. She. She said the calories." Calories. Yeah, that was a little she mm-hmm. like apparently specifically mm-hmm. got that pate because it's the kind that Rupert likes, and I have a question about that. I would like to invoke a certain segment if I, I may. Would as well. Did they bang? Did they bang? Did, Did they, they bang? bang? 
Did they bang? Maybe. At some point. He's charming her. He gets those big mountains of ice cream, which sort of um, introduced the idea of breasts into the movie, I'll say. He's got two sort of uh, milk mountains. Introduced the idea of breasts. Oh my God. Innuendo into their bag past. So I think they, he says he wants to marry her, right? At some point, or something like yeah. that. So I think well, they, they like the seems... second they start talking to each other, they have like a warm rapport. Yeah, if not I the past, I don't then think the that future. they banked. Well, contrary opinion. Yeah, I think not now. Mm. Oh, maybe oh, they will because of a trauma. They're bonded by they both trauma. Experience together. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they went through a subway car together. <laughs> Hypothesis, mm-hmm. brand new, is mm-hmm. Rupert from the same school, but from a more modest background? Is he not oh. as elite as those other folks from Harvard because he relates so easily and freely with Ms. Wilson and she speaks so freely with him? Ooh, maybe. Is there like a, a different status? Do you think he weaseled his way into high society with his murder philosophy? And all the psychopaths that were actually in charge are like, oh, this guy is great. I love this guy. In, all these inferior I mean, beings he's talking Mrs. about. Mrs. Atwater is laughing so hard at all of his hilarious murder jokes, yeah. which I was like, are those jokes? It's not funny, really. I, mean, I don't understand. I'm not sure about Edgelord. He's such an Edgelord. Still don't know what that is. Okay, well, what is it? Is it know. like a gamer <laughs> thing? <laughs> is it like a troll not thing? Really. <laughs> sort of. There's is a lot it of heavy a overlap. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy overlap. Um, okay, so I think they will bang in the future is my verdict on that. I think they already have. Wow. Right? Yep. Wow. Listen, he's a free-spirited, murderer-talking philosopher, and he probably also talked about the philosophy of just banging whenever you do well, please. <laughs> and she was like, I agree. Yeah. Let's go get ice cream. Oh, mm. how about a couple mounds of ice cream? Ice cream means a double scoop. Double hey, scoop. There we go. Uh, two heaving <laughs> scoops of ice cream. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I request a second invocation? Oh yeah, I had another yeah. one okay. as well. Did they bang? Did they bang? Do we think that the how do we feel about the heavy implications of Brandon and Philip's relationship? Oh, yeah. There's yeah, some there tension at the beginning. Yeah. Mm. They seem that way. Apparently in the play they were explicitly a couple. Okay. And and the sorry, movie less are you, explicitly. Are you stating a, a fact? I am stating a, a fact <laughs> from a certain source? website, and I don't even care. Wow. What? Okay, real quick before we <laughs> Wait, do care about what before we do care. what inevitably is about to happen, I would like to say that at first I gave it the benefit of doubt of like, well, maybe because the movie has to be in one shot, Hitchcock just insisted that everybody just stand really close to each other all the time to make it easier. <laughs> They, yeah. Those characters all do stand. I mean, they very do close like to each other. That like what gave weight to that theory was like later in the movie when Jimmy Stewart just like really just practically sits like on top of David's dad when they're eating <laughs> on that couch. <laughs> 
Um, Brandon. Yeah, I, think I think it's Brandon. I think they it. banged. I think Brandon and Philip banged. I also think that. Uh, Brandon lights a cigarette after they murder David and like takes a big sigh inhale. Mm-hmm. It's a very like post sex movie move. That was intentional. Mm. That was definitely intentional. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And their, yeah, and their dynamic just felt very much just like a, a couple in a very tense situation. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do wonder then, is that. Is that a bummer? Yes. To make yeah. like yes. evil homosexuals. Yes. yes. It is. It absolutely okay. is. That's definitely like a trope for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Super bummer. It's like, ooh, they're also this kind of moral degenerate. Right. Is it, yeah. Is yeah. That yeah. The movie yeah. is telling me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not cool. No, it's not, not cool. cool. Hey, Hollywood. Cool. Hey. Yeah. Everyone of any sexuality can be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. USA. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have another pertinent Wikipedia fact. Okay, a what fact? Here we go. From Wikipedia? Uh, it's time for Wikipedia. Wikipedia. She opened Wikipedia. She read a movie story article. That's what we're going to Wikipedia.org. Thank you. Oh, quick shout out to the one listener who has not yet donated three. You're really holding strong on not donating. Yeah, and it's frankly offensive at this point. I, I like honestly have been crying most days. Yeah, you might be a sociopath. Do you remember back in? Do you remember back ten thousand years ago when we were trying to figure out like which way like Nevada was going to go or which way Georgia was going to go? Yeah, and Pennsylvania. You're that. Yeah, you're our Pennsylvania. All right, just the tension (laughs) in our bodies right now. Yeah, yeah, you're the. Mrs. Wilson walking back and forth yes, exactly. from the kitchen to the donate button. Yeah. When are you going to reveal the dead body in the chest of giving us the last $3 right. to exactly. decide if the podcast is now only about Molly Wicker, Molly reading Wikipedia or yeah. never about that and whether or not Beth is Molly in that scenario or not. In that Beth does the segment instead. Right, yeah, or right. doesn't do the segment. Which is and an also, additional $3. <laughs> yes. There's an additional $3 to decide whether or not Beth, or Dan is Beth. Um, Whoa. Is that true now? Yes. Up to nine? Okay. Up to $9? Yeah. Oh, shit. All Wait, right. don't tell them how much it is added together. Oh, it's right. just yeah, three yeah. sets of three. Yeah, it's three fine. $3? That's nothing. Three easy yeah. walks from the kitchen back to the chest where the dead body is. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Okay. And... Okay, and that, that is the was end of the our pre-recorded <laughs> intro, yep. and now it's time for Molly. So, by far, the most interesting Wikipedia fact to me, aside from the background, which we talked about uh, to some extent, wow. is that everything, the whole set was designed so they could move the walls easily, Ooh. and the whole mm. thing had to be choreographed very, very tightly because the Technicolor cameras were huge, mm-hmm. um, and they had to be able to push them in and get them into spaces so they would have to pull back walls and that props people were constantly pulling stuff out and putting reassembling furniture and putting cushions back where they were and trying to make sure it didn't look different from shot to shot wow, wow. but That's apparently our friend uh jimmy stewart 
was pretty frustrated with how it came together. And he was saying how the rehearsals were for the cameras, not for the actors. Uh, That basically it was just a lot of choreography um, in order to get these continuous shots. And that the consensus seems to be that it was an interesting technical experiment and certainly the most interesting experiment that included uh, such famous actors uh, and directors. But not necessarily like uh, uh, sort of like the broccoli of film, right? Like the film you should watch. Ah. Okay, this is me. This is not on Wikipedia, but it's like the film that you should watch, not necessarily the film you're going to enjoy. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Are you a big broccoli fan? Oh, I love broccoli. Me personally, I love broccoli, but a lot of people well, don't. Okay. Okay, I also okay, love you're broccoli. You're just perpetuating. You're just perpetuating. This is like the wolf of vegetables now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vilification hey. of broccoli. <laughs> this is major broccoli vilification. Hashtag all my Brock fans. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Jocks. Albert. Brock Jocks. <laughs> Trademarks. We're writing that movie too. Uh, hashtag Brock Jocks. <laughs> can I just quick, can we take a moment to appreciate in all of this like insane choreography that that meant that at some point someone working on that film had to like for at least a brief moment, be like stressed out about hitting their mark to get Mr. Stewart his two ice creams. <laughs> sure. Oh no, did they look too much like boobs? Ah, I just hit it to him. It's too late. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, will ex- I will expand on Jimmy Stewart's uh, frustration of like is more like interesting than good mm-hmm. kind of I'm extrapolating. I, I kind of felt that way also not so much about the technical standpoint a little bit, but like the story I don't care about of like these two assholes killing a guy for fun. And then Jimmy Stewart figured it out. It's like, ugh, I don't care about this at all, but I like, but I liked watching Jimmy Stewart walk around and Mrs. Atwater oh, yeah. walk when, around. When and Mrs. Like, Atwater that came was in, good. I was just like, I'm in, I can yeah. follow this now. <laughs> I just feel like a different, I wanted, I mean, I guess I could get this. I wanted like the same people doing a different story, mm-hmm. which I guess I, go, I could watch Rear Window and, and still see oh, uh, Jimmy Stewart and Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did see it since and it's on. staying in AFI one place. And fun sets. This seems yeah, like and the... that one's got a lot of long shots too. Mm. I'll say this seems like hey. the kind of movie that people would claim to be their favorite because it sounds more impressive. Yeah, like if you're yeah. just like in Chicago trying from to find Chicago. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real Chicago movie. It's a real Chicago movie. I was just going to say, hey, Chicago, I think my favorite one is Rear Window. That is was a great movie. your friend who tried it for SNL, Roger Ebert? Yes. Whoa. Did he... Did he is make this it? Robert Ebert's favorite movie? Is that a Wikipedia thing? No, he's from Chicago. Oh, oh. Chicago. And he likes movies. He likes movies. Oh, uh, so, Or hates okay. them. That's his job. That's right. his job. Yep. Fair. Gary <laughs> Grant is mentioned in this movie. Oh, yeah. That must have been so hard for Jimmy Stewart to yeah, hear it was all like, these other celebrities I, gushed over. I was genuinely waiting for them to, like, LOL mention James Stewart, <laughs> right? Like, I kept waiting yeah. for them to be, like, do this weird meta thing of just, like, well, oh, and I saw that. Don't you think that the comedy of it was they were, like, gushing over these celebrities that, like, yeah. are, like, not him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. Good. But it was, it was weird to have that it. little winky joke in this. Yeah. Right. Kind of, like... Yeah, it didn't really... The tone doesn't really fit there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess I never thought too hard about this, but there was someone who was like, oh, I don't, 
I don't like knowing movies exist in a movie almost. (laughs) 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 It just feels like weird. Like you can't, you can't know about, especially like contemporaries. They feel Mm -hmm. contemporary North by Northwest, Cary Grant, Alfred Hitchcock. Also in the FI top 100. (laughs) But yeah, it just, it it like took me out to a degree. I was like, what's going on here? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, Cary Grant, also very charming. Very mm-hmm. charming. Uh, oh, one of my predictions from my pre-six summary. Mm-hmm. Pre-six. PepsiCo presents. PepsiCo presents. <laughs> yeah. uh, was that Alfred Hitchcock would make a cameo. And mm-hmm. in fact, he makes two. Okay. And oh. I wouldn't have known this except for Wikipedia. Um, he is one of the people on the street at the very beginning when the opening credits are happening. Sure. Uh, and uh, his... Um, profile appears in neon as an ad for oh a product that he references in another one of his films that i don't nice. remember yeah so it's the hitchcock cinematic universe is what yes you're saying. oh and he reshot the last four shots because he didn't like the sunrise effect in the background Ooh, oh, wow. the background, eh? Yeah. The background, you're saying? Yeah. It sounds the like ba- that background was pretty fancy. It was very elaborate, and those clouds were made out of uh, spun glass. Cool. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they make sure that there's weather changes. All kinds of stuff are happening. Huh. Well, background. it looks like crap. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. The last wow, four wow. shots, how many shots were there? Quite Ten. a few. clock in, like, coat zooms, and Ten. I thought I only counted three, but I wasn't really paying attention. Well, there was like code zooms, and then every once in a while it would just be like essentially like a shot of a tree where it'd be like, and now the camera's just going to look at this chair for a second. I suppose it did, didn't it? Yeah. And like I think there's one where he doesn't even really try to hide it because uh, the, in a theater, they would have to change the reels anyway. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But according to Wikipedia, I believe there are 10 shots total. Huh. Neat. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. See, aren't you glad I read during the last few minutes of the movie instead of paying attention? I'm always glad. I love this segment. Thank you. Yeah, I love it's this fun. segment. I love the theme song. The and theme song. You know song who <laughs> all? You know who else loves this segment? Everyone except you. You know who I'm talking to. One person. Well, yes, before Dan? we <laughs> before we get to our final uh, ratings of the movie, we like to. Read a review of the movie we just watched in the style of Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> um, a review of Totes Recall, our podcast, a Maximum Star review. Uh, we don't have fun. one, so we won't do that. Wow. Oh. We also uh, sometimes play voicemails. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, we don't have voicemails, so we won't do that. Oh, no. no. Do people not know the number? Uh, oh, it's I mean, super easy to remember. Song. It's just... <laughs> But I think one, two, two, eight, zero, eight, nine, 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 the last T and the A-D-O don't matter, but you do. You do. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, what? And or, obviously, I mean, obviously, if you listen to the song and actually pay attention to the lyrics and not just be, you know, one of those people who just, oh, I just like the tune, which is... <laughs> Uh, the actual number, of course, is 612-208-9788. That is the Totes Recall voicemail line. You can leave yeah. us a mail line, and we will talk about it. <laughs> and if you don't have a writing utensil handy at the moment, you can always head to totesrecall.com, and it's listed there as well. Yes. Just have Six, to click the link. One, 
612. Let me start over. Yeah. The number is 612-208-9788. Put a do. Great. But what we do have is uh, also on Discord, which you can access if you're a patron. We put um, a call out for questions or comments on the night we record. And we have a couple. Yay. Um, JBN Minneapolis asks, what is the best James Jimmy Stewart monologue? And why is it the one at the end of this film? (laughs) Somebody has opinions. Someone does have opinions. It is a good Um, monologue. It is a fantastic monologue. He's like, he's like stomping around and getting angry and calling murderers. It was, Mm -hmm. it was powerful to watch his progression of like, Fully coming out and calling them murderers, even yeah. though it's like a course, and he also did, like taking a like kind of taking responsibility for it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And for yeah, for a movie that was that was circling the murder for so long, right? The building of tension. It was a great release of like rage at these. Yeah. Murderers. Monsters. Yeah. How dare you think that you're more superior than this other person? Yeah. Who could have yeah. loved a lot better than you? Yeah. St. Giwala uh, says, "I'd love to hear your thoughts on the real Leopold and Loeb." Ooh. I don't know who either of those people so are. The the play was based off of an actual murder that took place in Chicago. Uh, oh, um, well, yeah, interesting. By, by two students who went to the University of Chicago, I believe it was. And they killed a fourteen-year-old. They, kill, they killed a fourteen-year-old boy. Um, just because they believed that they were superior and that they could perform the perfect murder. Hmm. Um, so I think they're shitty. <laughs> Those are my thoughts on them. They're shitty people. <laughs> but were they, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do we know anything about, like, do we know if they were also, like, very upper class elite people or were they just I think they had a very particular worldview and their upbringing had nothing to, like, their, like, part of society that they were up brought up in had nothing to do with it. You know, I don't know all the details of like their motivation beyond like that they thought that they wanted to, you know, do the perfect murder and mm. because they were superior and so smart. I mean, when I Google them, one of them I mean, one of them basically looks like he's in a tux. But I think that's just there. That's probably from the trial, and he's just wearing a bow tie, and it's black and white, so it looks like a tux. Mm. Oh. Um, they do look like douchey white dudes, just like the actors, though. So, yeah, I guess now that I know a little bit more, I also don't like them. <laughs> Ooh, they were two wealthy students. Mm. So there yeah. you go. Uh, as we all remember, our rating system is Ropios, oh, right. which are uh, <laughs> anthropomorphic. I'm sorry. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. We're in the Anthropocene. Uh huh. And these are ropes. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> these are Romeo ropes. Is that why they're Romeos? Yes. Yeah, and they have like a fancy. Yeah. What did you call it? A Shakespeare cap, Molly? Yes. It was yeah. based on what you said, Danjaquit. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Nope. We just said we just kept Romeo. Yeah, I believe we stuck with just Romeo. <laughs> Dan, you gave it four point five. The only notes I wrote for everybody was their favorite knot, so <laughs> yours was the garlic knot. <laughs> um, honestly, garlic knots aren't that great. Like, it's just like 
it's just like leftover pizza dough that they like brush some butter on. Like I'd rather just eat more pizza, right? Anyway, sure. You can update your knob yeah, as well. You can like oh, wow. things that. Hmm? You can like things that are not great. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not oh, great. I mean, I like Dan, so. Ooh! (laughs) Wow! Wow! Shots. Someone. That was was just an LOL. Hey, that was just an LOL joke. Just a joke, bro. I'm just joking. (laughs) Oh, no. Fucking edgelord over here. I'm an edgelord. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think this, I would agree with Jimmy Stewart's (laughs) assessment that maybe the movie is more of a technical feat. Or maybe this was Dan. I I blended the two. I feel like you guys piggybacked off each other. And by piggybacked off each other, I mean Dan did because Jimmy Stewart said this years ago and is dead. Um, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it was interesting and it was kind of cool to see. And I was very much delighted by uh, Mr. James Stewart and especially that uh, that uh, aunt, Mrs. Atwater. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so good. So I was not uh, like angry about watching the movie, but was it a great movie? I don't know. It was okay. Three Ropios. Wow. Great. Beth, uh, you gave it three and a half, and you like a donut. Mm-hmm. Mm, great choice. Um, still agree with my first half favorite knot decision. Uh I, and also with my star rating or my mm. Ropio rating. Um, yeah, I thought it, I, I was entertained by it. Um, and I think that there are some really cool moments in the movie. Like we talked about the the tension building of, um, why can't I think of her? Mrs. Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back and forth between the rooms and, um, and the, you know. It's very well acted, <laughs> but yeah, it's not it's not one I'm going to go back to probably mm. um, if I'm looking for my favorite Hitchcock movie. It's mm. not going to be Rope. Yeah, mm. Chicago. Just saying that, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would say I would say three and a half. Great, great. I gave it four and a half, and my knot of choice was the bowline. Bolin? Sticking with that. You didn't it's check. spelled bowline. It's and it's nautical. Mm. So maybe it's bowline. Yeah, but nautical is where they mispronounce things all the time. Bowline. Ooh, bowline. You could tie the bowline off on your forehead. Bowline off of this. USS. It's me, Rob. Yeah. If I if I'm in the mood for a little Jimmy Stewart or Alfred Hitchcock, there are other choices to be made that I would enjoy more. Three and a half. Great. Ropios. Wow. Molly, uh you gave it three and you like the knot that you're tying into your daughter's shoes now. If it's like <laughs> a square knot and then you kind of tassel the ends. Yes. Kind of a, it's like a frayed knot. Yeah, it is it's kinda like that. Thank you. 
Uh, well, first, I want to say, Ben, Nimi, thank you so much for oh, yeah. picking a movie we honestly would have never picked. And I'm glad I watched. And I'm embarrassed I had never even heard of it before. <laughs> this rating like, is about to be so low. <laughs> <laughs> Softening um, the blow. Well... And, you know, like on Rotten Tomatoes, this has like a 94, 96% approval rating. Yeah, but they're all Chicago reviewers, right? I guess yep. so. And I have a very good friend that I respect very much who really likes this movie. Is it your husband? It is not. Okay. Um, although I do. From also, Chicago? No, not from Chicago. Um, but so I really was primed to really love it. And I didn't. And I think the problem is the subject matter was just so hard to watch. And you do get that cathartic release at the end. There are some really beautiful unwinding of tense moments. It did actually make me long for live theater. Mm. Um, but in the end, did I enjoy myself? No, because I typed in the chat many times, is it too soon to hate this? I hate it. Ew. Ew. And then at the end, Okay. So I'm going to have to give it two and a half. Um, oh, it's better than I was expecting. Is it? Oh, mm-hmm. God. I mean, you did, the first time you said, is it too <laughs> soon to hate it, this, I think it was like 10 Minute. minutes into the movie. <laughs> At most and so I responded, minutes. yes. At most 10 minutes. It was like, it was maybe like 30 seconds after they killed the dude. And he was like, ooh, we've been, it's, it's just a delightful artistry of blah, 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 blah. I'm very rich and I've never faced consequences in my life. Uh, also, yeah, I'll be starting my campaign for <laughs> state senator tomorrow. And no one will stop me or question my loyalty to the people of this great state and nation. Oh, too real. Um, so anyway, thank you, Ben Nimi. Um, that was yes. that was so cool yes, of you. Thank you very much. Thank you for making us watch a movie episode. that most of us hadn't seen. Yeah, I mean, legit. Mm-hmm. This movie consistently is nominated for Respect Listener Opinions Month. Oh, maybe by maybe by Ben. Oh, maybe. <laughs> does does I does not earn enough votes to be selected? So it's good to see. A uh, oh, slow horse <laughs> jump, jump the line. What? As they say? What? Who? Do they? Who no says one that? says that. Oh, Is that I a California thing? Yeah, you just try. To, you got a slow horse, and you, <laughs> you just got to push it over the, the line. Get up all those other fast horses trying to get in your way, and then you just got to. Well, some of these horses, they deserve to be murdered because this horse is a superior horse and it's uh, because of its pure, pure blood. Listeners, if we had a review to read, this wouldn't be happening. Uh, It's true. I would have gotten it out. I would have gotten all my Jimmy out. You know, and I'm glad that we watched this movie because of Ben, but mostly I'm glad that we had the opportunity to talk about knots. Yeah, Yeah, more knot talk. If there's anything I think we can all agree on, it's that Ben... Is so happy that we dedicated so much time to not talk. <laughs> like, In fact, I think we should. I mean, honestly, we should just change our podcast, right? To not Totes talk. not call. Ne- yeah, we'll just next episode is all not talk. Presented by Ben. Presented yes. by Ben. Yeah, I will. I'll say I'll do a video of me tied as best I can remember. 
a barrel line. I <laughs> uh, put that up <laughs> on our socials. Can you? Maybe I'll do two. One without reminding myself how it goes, yeah. and then one probably doing the it actually right. Totes recall you, nuts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I love the totes recall nuts. nuts. That's amazing. <laughs> can you do the? Uh, can you do it as Robert Redford? Absolutely. Thank you. Great. <laughs> Get your money's worth, Ben. Yes, exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, everybody, you should be thanking Ben for giving you this incredible not talk and apparently continued not coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, if it blows up. If it blows up, we're we'll going to just pivot. Series. We'll just totally pivot to knots. It seems like a yeah. thing that would like become popular on TikTok, right? Maybe. Yeah. Like. Wasn't, isn't there like a whole thing where like now there's like shanty TikTok and so oh, everybody's yeah. saying I mean, shanties. Again, that might not be true when this comes out. Mm, it's right. a I mean, it was a thing. Crack, I'm just saying it was a thing and now the thing is not, not ooh, TikTok. Maybe, maybe we could. We don't have a TikTok yet. Maybe oh. this could be our inaugural talk. I mean, I feel like, I mean, based Bad entirely nuts. on one person, my brother's youtube habits like there is already like a huge culture on youtube of just like watching people teach you about the most mundane obscure shit sure but is so. anybody doing like kind of a bad job because they don't remember it very well great question because we got that covered i love it i love it that'll be our new youtube series trying to totes recall how to do things <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean how to do things with dance I guess if we were to reach into the ancient past, I That's had a right. short-lived web series called oh, How to Do Some Things with Dan. Award-winning. Wow. Where I, I suppose I did almost precisely this of over-explain <laughs> a simple task. Yeah, but that's a little so different from this where you're like, you those, are... Find those, I guess. Yeah, definitely find those. They're, they're delightful. This is a little different, though, because you're like, you're not over-explaining it. You're desperately trying to like explain it to yourself internally as you do it. Anyway, they were fun to make. And got very few f- views. So, <laughs> the internet. But I'm also, hard to track Facebook views. They don't mm. carry through onto your YouTube, which I learned later after I was like, six people? Oh, bummer. Facebook's a monster. Yeah. Hey, Facebook, uh, you're a monster. You should be ashamed of yourself. Zuckerberg, stand com. up. Turn yourself into the nearest Antifa <laughs> office. <laughs> In our new world order. Yeah. Uh, just, just turn it off. Just go into your office and go what I yeah, assume is just like off. a big switch behind like a bookcase. Amazing. Just turn it off. Yeah. So many people would just off. get up from their desk and go outside. Yeah. Go outside. Hey, hashtag opt outside. That's an REI campaign. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Brought to you by REI. Nice. Oh, I would love to have an REI sponsorship. REI, get at us. Get at One us. Give favorite. us your canoes. Give us your Ooh, thermals. Canoe. <laughs> give us your snowshoes. Give us your uh, that chalk that rock climbers put on their hands. Yes. <laughs> I love going to REI because it feels it's it just feels like potential. Yeah. Sure. Every time I'm in there, yeah. I'm like, this is pure potential. Look at all the things I could be doing. Yeah. yeah and then just I just like film yourself yeah. shoes or something. You're just gonna yeah. buy work. But if you go to REI, you buy uh, dreams. Nice. Ooh, like, that's yeah. good, Molly. Mm-hmm. You I should will send that to REI. Yeah. yeah. For a price. <laughs> yeah. REI presents totes. 60 pre-summary. REI presents the end of Totes Recall. (laughs) (laughs) 
the, the end episode. of the episode, not the end oh, of the show. I was going to say, yeah. wow. wow. Somebody's going to pay to end this? Although I guess that's the way I'll Wikipedia pay to end this right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.